everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. I'm Sarah and today we're looking at another book by Sid Moore. I think this is going to be the last one of theirs that I look at. I've done two before. I can't remember what they were called. I feel like one was just called Witch Hunt and one was like the strange Essex mysteries of a strange magic. I think it was called Strange Magic. Anywho, um, I think this is actually the first book uh, by Sid Moore. I've just read them all completely out of order. And I think if you've listened to the reviews of the other two, you'll know that I didn't care for them that much. Um, there was some stuff that I liked, some stuff that I didn't. But uh, in the end, I feel like, for me, the negatives outweighed the positives. Which was why it was so surprising that when I started reading The Drowning Pool, I was very quickly engrossed. I really enjoyed this one. And I feel like I liked it the best out of all three of the books by Sid Moore that I have read. So, um... I recommend starting with this one, uh, which makes sense because it's the first one. I'm just, uh, I'm incapable of reading things in the right order. So the blurb for this one is this. Death is not the end. Relocated to a coastal town with her young son, Alfie, widowed teacher Sarah Gray is slowly rebuilding her life. But following a seance one drunken night, she begins to be plagued by horrific visions. Her attempts to explain them away are dashed when Alfie starts to see them too. And soon it seems that they are targets of a terrifying haunting. Convinced that the ghost is that of a 19th century local witch and her own namesake, Sarah delves into the local folklore and learns that the witch was seen as evil incarnate. When a series of old letters surface, Sarah discovers that nothing and no one is as it seems, maybe not even the ghost of Sarah Gray. So the blurb, I would say, is fairly accurate. The one thing I take issue with is that it says that she attends a seance or takes part in a seance. She doesn't. Her and a bunch of friends just take some wine into a local park and chat about local legends. And this is attributed to, like, stirring up this ghost spirit. Um, but that's not a seance, I will say. Um, it can definitely qualify as maybe, like, grabbing the attention of the dead. But seance is, is pushing it pretty far. Uh, so the book is not untouched by some of the issues that I had with the other books. There are the same number of, like, unlikable male characters who for some reason become love interests, um, but who, who I was unable to overcome my dislike for just from the way they're described. So there's a little bit of that in there. There is uh, quite a lot of, like, local history stuff. But thankfully, it's not exactly the same facts as in the other books. And also, we don't touch on that whole, like, ah, the Essex girl trope is exactly like witches, because you can connect those two things, but I'm personally just not buying it. And I was glad that it wasn't in this book. Uh, the book itself is mostly about, like, grief, at the loss of the, the main character's husband, concern over what may be a health issue for her, because uh, she's told that she may have a brain tumour, and starts to wonder if that's what's causing these hallucinations. But I think the thing that I really loved about the book, and the thing that was different to the others, is that it had a sort of contemporary mystery, as well as this historical one, and... Um, I really liked that. Uh, so there's a sort of mystery going on as to the disappearance of a woman known to one of Sarah's friends um, just before the death of that friend's mother. So there's some sort of mystery going on there that is similar in some cases to the mystery of Sarah Gray. Uh, so that's pretty interesting and in how those two things unfold throughout the novel and all the clues that, that get dropped. The ending is really satisfying and quite intense. There's a lot of 
uh, evil monologues. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, stuff going on. Everything gets wrapped up really neatly and it also has a lot of ghost story elements, uh, mysteriously moving and appearing objects, visions, that sort of thing. Uh, that happens a lot. So it has all of that stuff that you would want from a good ghost story. From my perspective of like reading it as a book about witches, there was a bit of that in there. There was a little bit of discussion of like the witch trials, uh, not as in-depth as in other books. I feel like maybe they had to cut a lot out uh, and maybe the editing was like less heavy as the books went on because this one is, is quite pared down. Uh, but we do get to find a lot out about the life of Sarah Gray, the, the accused witch, and the tragic story of her life. Uh, and th that's quite interesting. I feel like I wanted more like of a snifter of contemporary witchiness, just kind of threaded in there. Um, Sarah does have a contact uh, who she Skypes with, who's like this kind of Californian hippie woman who's into like new age stuff. That's as close as we get to like contemporary like paganism witchcraft, uh, which is a little bit of a shame. Uh, I felt like maybe one of her friends could have been into witchcraft a little bit, maybe just, you know, into tarot cards, maybe a bit of Ouija board, um, just to throw some witchy spice in there. But I guess that what they were going for in writing this was a ghost story and not a witch story. So it kind of makes sense that it's more focused towards like the hauntings, the apparitions, um, the, the effects of that and not on the actual witch side as aside from the historical context of the original Sarah Gray and her life. Now I remember in the Strange Magic book there were kind of elements tying it into real life. It talked about like the witchcraft museum in, in Boscastle, the uh, like Cecil Williamson founding the museum and several actual historical witches even if their stories were slightly altered and conflated to make kind of a new character um i don't know if this book does that i have looked like googled around and sarah gray doesn't seem to be like a real historical figure uh, and the story isn't like kind of modern enough obviously because i think the one in strange magic involved like an actual skeleton but but this just is referring to like stuff way way back in time so it wasn't like unique enough that I could Google around quickly and find if it was actually a true story in any sense. I don't think it needs to be, but it was just, you know, interesting to try and find that out. Um, one of the things that is repeated, although not as badly as it was in one of the other novels I looked at, uh, there isn't so much of the every chapter ending with a if I'd only known then what I know now, then maybe this terrible thing wouldn't have happened. Please keep reading. Um, it happened a few times in the first couple of chapters uh, and then later on sort of in the midsection I think there was one more but it wasn't as prevalent as in another book that I looked at. can't remember if that was a Sid Moore book but I feel like it might have been. I find that kind of annoying. It, it feels like you can do that maybe once and then if you continue to do it it's just like be confident that I'm going to read the rest of your book. Although I did just do a video of like books I didn't finish but you know, at least act like you think I'm gonna keep reading. Uh, so um, that was a little bit kind of irritating. Uh, I usually find kids in books really irritating and people who are mothers because there's like this constant like being bogged down by like oh she has to explain where the kid's gone and what the kid's doing. 
it didn't suffer from that at all. It was pretty well balanced and realistic, so I enjoyed that. The only other thing that slightly spoiled my enjoyment of it was just a personal tasting in that I don't really like the cliche elements to ghost stories. Um, the front page of the book, like the front cover, uh, says that it's a reinvention of the ghost story. And I don't really buy that because it seems to be quite typical. You know, you've got things moving on their own, strange noises and smells, actual like physical apparitions of people. And occasionally the, the main character, Sarah, will just have a just stop and have a flashback to Sarah's life, like the previous Sarah. This is a confusing book to talk about. And none of that seemed like particularly like a reinvention of the ghost story. It just felt like a normal ghost story. I can't really blame the book for that because the book didn't tell me that, that it was going to be a stunning invention of a ghost story. That was the Guardian quote that got put on the cover, probably by like someone else in the marketing department. But it did feel like it was kind of like, oh, we're, we're, we're so new and different. Whereas it kind of reminded me of at least... 30 other books and films about ghosts that I have seen or read previously so I kind of wanted it to maybe go into that more magical realism area where there weren't like these actual apparitions like appearing as concretely as they were maybe just things out of the corner of the eye I did like the fact that like cockle shells and pine cones kept turning up and there was a sort of slow realization that there was maybe more than one ghost more than one spirit here hinting at different things um, comes out throughout the story but on the side of the actual like apparitions and appearances of the ghost i felt like maybe there was too much going on and uh, it felt like it was kind of trying to walk that line between is this all in the protagonist's head because of this like grieving process she's going through or because of this potential like brain tumor or is she actually seeing ghosts but past a certain point you're just like yeah it's ghosts it's clearly ghosts because it's gone past the point where you can write it off as either of the first two things definitely ghosts <laughs> um so it feels like it kind of messed around in that more literary kind of area and then became more commercial and more about like real ghosts uh, later on so that was a little bit odd and not really what I thought I was into uh, in for when I started reading it but having said all that I do like it if you're looking for a sort of historical fiction novel um it's, this kind of obviously has its contemporary parts and then the historical side as well but it's a pretty good slightly melodramatic and, and tragic backstory for the ghost which I liked there's a little bit of a, a contemporary mystery in there as well which is pretty cool I didn't like how quite a lot of the book is given over to the relationship between contemporary Sarah and this new guy in her life who is also tangentially related to the past Sarah Gray and her mystery he was kind of introduced as a dick and then despite the fact that contemporary Sarah started to warm to him I most certainly did not because I, I don't know I just couldn't find anything appealing in him and I've had this problem with the other like love interest or like male adventure companions in the other Sidmore novels where I just didn't like them and they just come off as complete pricks to be fair or unfair as the case may be um Maybe that's just a writing thing. Maybe we find drastically different things attractive. Um, 
but uh, it, it kind of hampered my enjoyment because it made him seem more suspicious than I would have otherwise thought he was in the novel just because I didn't like him that much and I knew that his presence there was kind of a red herring but at the same time I wasn't willing to buy that he was going to be this love interest character because I didn't like him very much. Uh, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, it's a perfectly decent book. If you were on the fence about the other books that I've looked at, read this one because I think this is probably the best one out of the three that I have read by this author. Purely my own personal opinion, but uh, I did enjoy this one. It was also significantly shorter than the others, so um, a perfect way to dip your toes into the water. And uh, hopefully I'm going to be reading some more books um, later, like lately, now, because I've kind of stopped working on this larger project that I had going on and I have a little bit more time now. So hopefully you'll be getting some more book reviews and uh, less or more film reviews. I might chuck a few more of those in as well, because to be honest, they're really fun to do. And I do enjoy watching some of these absolutely terrible films and I'm still looking for recommendations so make sure to drop those in the comments I hope I didn't scare anybody off with my uh, did not finish pile if you recommend a book and I don't like it I mean I don't blame you for that everyone's allowed to have a book that they think that I will like or that they like themselves and that maybe I just didn't feel like reading at that point feel free to recommend stuff it's fine I'm not angry I'm just disappointed Anyway, in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!